I don't know if it's 4 o'clock already, but it's definitely time for another State of the Metaverse. Welcome to another episode. What episode is this, ladies and gentlemen? I think we're at number 6, number 7. I'm not entirely sure. I'm kind of losing count already because how can I not? Every week we have such an amazing time with amazing guests talking about the Metaverse. And now I get a nice little telegram message from Riyadul Islam. Can I send you a proposal? No, you cannot. Goodbye, block user. Um, this is one of the amazing things about Telegram. Uh, once you become a CMO of a Metaverse company, people like to send you unwarranted uh, invitations and proposals all day long. But how have you guys been? This week, we have another amazing guest for you. Uh, ama another amazing guest for you. Let me put it that way. So uh, this man has also been a speaker recently at our live event here in dot slash in Utrecht in our uh, headquarters. Um, everybody thought that uh, he had an amazing talk, and uh, I can say I absolutely agree, one hundred percent. He made a very funny comment, which uh, is probably the most viewed uh, video sample of that event uh, uh, in recent weeks. And so I, uh, I'm going to show that first and then we're going to go straight into the inter interview. So let's have a look at that. I'm an old man. I saw the first computer. I loved it. Did nothing with it. Then I saw the internet coming. Loved it. Did nothing with it. I saw this coming and I thought, this is probably my, my last shot, basically. I'm an old man. Okay, so... I don't know if you guys saw that. I seem to have some weird little thing going over his wonderful hair, but... I guess this week is our very own Christian Iceberg from <laughs> Straight Fire. <laughs> and as you heard, uh, Christian uh, is uh, still a very young man uh, who loves to be in the tech space. Uh, welcome, Christian. Hey, Argon, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you yeah. for sharing that, uh, that piece of video. Uh, it's it's our favorite uh, little video. In fact, uh, you know we're we all still having a, a good time, and we watch it at least once a week here in the office. <laughs> good. I'm glad to be of service. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. By the way, I don't know. Did you see that there was like a, a white bar of text at the top of the video? Or was it just me? Oh no, I, I only saw the text, the text in the at the bottom, and I uh, vividly remember saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then, uh, no, I was just, the reason I'm asking is because every week there's at least some uh, small technical difficulty, and this uh, week seemed to be going smoothly, so I was wondering whether that was it. Okay, so uh, Christian, um, obviously I, I know who you are, we've met several times, uh, I've had the great pleasure of being at your offices. A few months ago you guys hosted uh, Make Art Not War, which uh, was a, yeah. a very nice uh, live stream kind of event with interviews uh, from your offices, uh, and it had to do with with nfts um so maybe for those people that do not know who you are maybe you can give us a quick introduction yeah so i'm chris um i've been in this space not very long only for a few years uh, i guess like a lot of us started out in crypto um and over time found my little niche which is nfts uh, and more, more specifically um, developing collections and uh, building a piece of infrastructure um, by trade, I guess, um, I've, I've always been working on the, on the crossroads of business and creativity. 
uh, and then most, yeah, I, I guess on, on the course of, of creativity and business and then specifically in branding and storytelling. Um, and I guess that that's still the, the area that I'm involved in, but now just using a new piece of technology. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, the funny thing about the, the, the video sample that we watched now and that we talked about already is you say, like, I was there for the computer, I missed that one. And I saw the internet rise and I, I missed that one. Uh, but throughout all of that time, you've been, you've been, you definitely been developing your storytelling skills, right? Yeah, exactly. So I guess, you know, like a lot of other people, um, I've been trying to find my way a little bit. Um, but I, I guess over time, it's always been working with creatives um, and, and I guess providing a foundation for creatives to be creative. And, and I guess that's taken away a lot of the, 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 the heartaches and the pains, um, uh, like, you know, get funding, um, uh, develop nice, nice teams that, that support the creativity. Um, I guess for every creative, they, they recognize that that's something that's important. But I think it all started with my love uh, and uh, and awe, I guess, of people who can actually do something and, 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 <laughs> and have, a, have a skill set. People who can yeah. actually do something. Wow. Well, uh, let's face uh, it, Aragon. I think what I what I mean with that is that you know you know you have all these finance people that try to yeah. control the world, but let's face it, what are they really adding? So I think this is Ooh, this is where fired. it's happening. And shots fired. Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let, let's take a position here. And and uh, you know, on the side of the screen, I'm looking at some of the people that are working in the office and are doing amazing creative stuff. You're having finance. I, I always know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then then I'm always saying, you know, I'm so envious of you because you're actually you you can actually do something. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I know how that feels. Uh, I I know what you mean. So I, I'm, I'm I don't know about you, but I'm a dropout from from university uh i actually failed the first time i finished high school which was a horrible experience by the way i still have nightmares of that going to the parties while i was the only one who didn't make it but um but for a longest time i know what you mean for the longest time i felt like you know i i don't really have a um a skill i'm not a um what do you call this? There's a word for this. Uh, Fachmann in Dutch. What do you call that? A craft? I don't oh, have a craft. Uh, I guess uh, like a craftsman, yeah, or a yeah. specialist, yeah. Uh, oh, we have Alex is already in chat, our CEO. He says, finance people rule the world. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, True, Alex. I, yeah. I totally know what you mean. But uh, the funny thing is that we're, we're really, uh, we are really popular now, uh, Chris. Storytellers. Oof. Storytellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. So, you know, I you... think that, the... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, can you tell us the story of Straight Fire? The, yeah. the, the saga of straight fire <laughs> yeah, uh, once upon a time yeah no so straight fire you know um i think maybe the the, the, the name is a uh, street slang for uh, for something being awesome uh something uh new something uh, never seen before uh, fashionable stuff like that so we, we we thought it was like a fitting name for what we were doing um i guess when we looked at uh, at the um, the upper, well, I guess when you look at cre creators, right, um, over the, the 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 past ten years, let's say the digital age, right, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the creators have not got their fair share. Um, a lot of market, like like a lot of the budget, has flocked into marketing. Um, and obviously, we all know that that's an important thing, right? Um, in, in the in the Web3 world, we call it community building. In the Web2 world, it's marketing. Whatever yeah. you want to call it, I think you have to get the message across. 
Yep. Um, I think that that's where the storytelling became a very important element. So there's nothing per se wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the creators that were creating a product um, or, or as what we just talked about, have this very specific skill set. Yep. Um, that was always kind of taken for granted. And so you could have a, the, the, the finance people and the marketing people were thinking, well, you know, the product is nice to have, but it's a given. We're going to make it exceptional, right? <laughs> and I think, and I've yeah. worked in, uh, in luxury goods before, where if you go down into the, the little like factories in the middle of Italy and you see the real craftsmanship, you suddenly realize like, well, this is where it really is happening. And without yeah. this, there's no story to be told. Yeah. Um, so I think over the past uh, years, I've become more and more an advocate of, okay, we have to um, uh, shift the balance a little bit, and uh, we have to remunerate these people. We have to make them share in uh, in in the glory, in the earnings, and and then when we were working on another project, we came across NFTs, and we thought, well, that's an amazing opportunity. That's that's um, that's a very interesting thing that you mentioned yeah. right now, because you came across NFTs and you thought, hey, this is an opportunity for craftsmen, for real artists to, yeah. to, to, you know, to, to have a new opportunity to perhaps, you know, find new ways of revenue, et cetera, that, that stuff. But, but that's yeah. not what most people think when, when you mention NFTs. No, and I think that there's obviously, what's your first touch point that kind of like determines uh, how you view it, right? And then I guess it depends on your own research um, if the research kind of like stops with the major articles in regular newspapers or, or uh, digital publications, I guess you would probably uh, think that an NFT is an expensive JPEG, that it's an ape. Um, and, and I guess the, the answer is, well, it's so much more. Um, and that's part of the business that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we uh, have started to build with Straightfire is thought, well, um, there are a few issues at the moment with NFTs, and that is that people think it's an expensive JPEG, it's an ape. <laughs> uh, what, what's the big deal, really? Um, and I guess it is lacking a bit of utility. Uh, it's d- certainly lacking provenance. Yeah, we're going to get into uh, and it utility. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it doesn't really evoke human emotions, right? So mm-hmm. I think what we were thinking is, um, why don't we try to connect NFTs with the masses? So yeah. where are where is the masses? They they're all on social media, existing social yep. media. Yep. So we don't really see the point at the moment yet to start building a Web3 social media platform um, mm-hmm. because all the people are already like on Twitter, uh, on Insta. Yep. Um, so what if we build that bridge? Uh, and that has become straight fire. Which so when I you guess say is, building that bridge, you you mean yeah. uh, we're gonna make something that we can take to the more traditional social media and allow them to see something or interact with something that they think, you know, this is really cool that might take them into that world of NFTs and and in some way might convert them to, hey, there is is potential in crypto or NFTs or that stuff. This is exactly it. Yeah, this is exactly it. And I guess that um, uh, why don't we we show that in, in the place where people currently already are? Uh, so that they can have different types of exposure to what an NFT could be. So I think I would be the first to say that if you go on OpenSea, um, that, I don't know, I'm just going to put a percentage on it, but let's say 90% of the stuff that's on there is not very extraordinary um, <laughs> for, a lot of, for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, normally I use a different narrative. I say it's pretty shit, but I think that, you know, it, 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 it doesn't really wow the masses. No. And I think that if NFT wants to have a future... Uh, and I guess we're in NFT 2.0 a little bit, but if it wants to go to like 11.0, uh, 
yeah. um, then there needs there need, there need to be more people. And there need to be yeah. more ordinary people. There need to be people that are not really interested in cryptos yet, mm-hmm. uh, let alone in NFTs. So how do you find them? You find them on the existing social media channels. And what do you show them? It's a story. Um, so most current NFTs don't really contain that story yet. Um, yeah. So what we have built is um, uh, a, a, an app that mm-hmm. provides a stage, literally a 3D stage to your NFT. Um, you, you selected 3D stage from like, a library of, of different kind stages. Of like a, like, a, like, like a trophy, uh, like a trophy shelf. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's kind of like a 3D world almost. And you can put your NFT or NFTs in, the, in that world. It's supported with music. You can add your personalized text to it. You can even link, put your link to your open OpenSea seller's account in it. Mm. Um, and the outcome is, is a video that you can share to all your socials with, with one push of the button. And I guess it just amplifies your, your NFT. And as we've called it, is we, we, we bring your NFTs alive. Um, so let, and that's basically just, what our dev does. I'm just having a thought here, right? So because, you know, I don't know how about you, but... So I know a lot of people that during Christmas they have this fake fire on the television. <laughs> so now I'm suddenly thinking they could have their you need straight fire on the television. <laughs> Pun intended. They can show their NFTs. Exactly. We, yeah. we, could, we, we could control Christmas. That's that's what's basically <laughs> that would be really cool. Uh, personally I really I really do. I'm I'm not even kidding. I really like that. I don't know if we're, we're streaming from the office today, but for those of you that have ever watched one of our streams where I'm doing it from home, my television is on the background and I always put some cool metaverse video or something that I really like. Uh, for for our launch uh, pad, Solanium, we had this, you know, Arthur, who's right here, by the way, because he wanted to keep working rather than watch a stream. That's the work ethic here. He, he made this super cool Solanium logo in Blender that turns around and I think it's literally one of the coolest 3D art I've ever seen. And I always have that on the television. So I'm not even kidding. Cool. And so I think, I think that that really helps, right? So um, I think we try to uh, show the, the, the real potential that an NFT might have. I think mm. if you look at Boring Ape, right? I think a lot of people now with Yoga, Yoga Labs kind of like taking it over. And, and I think that a lot of people have an opinion about it. Um, and, and, and some people are very excited by the little trailers that they put out. Some, some of them are really skeptical. Mm. Um, I guess what we are offering those NFT curators, like these big projects, but even also brands, we give them the opportunity also to upload their own 3D stages. Um, So people can actually, you know, feature the NFT that they bought in the world that was provided by the, by the own creator. And I guess then it becomes quite interesting. So I think to a certain extent we're, we're, we're developing little metaverses that feature your NFTs and and make them uh, uh, come alive. Um, and I guess what, what, what was quite interesting is that, uh, over the past year, we've also started to build a, um, a project that's called the 12. I think you see it in the background as well. It's, um, you're really, it's you're a, really beating me to the punchline. I have a nice little script here and it says, you know, ask him I'm about sorry the 12 for that. and no, 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 that's okay. Now you can, you can go uh, ahead. So I will, I will slowly <laughs> ease into that one. No, so I think I think I w- the, the thing I wanted to say with that is that um, so we're trying to build like a, a new fandom, uh, and of course you can dream big. So let, let's assume the, the new Marvel, right? Um, but I think what we're really trying to do there is we're trying to develop a uh, an interactive sci-fi story that uh, has a lot of interaction with the community that can shape the the future of the story and they can play a role in the story. And I think that's all quite nice and cool. Um, but what we really learned from it um, is that. Uh, what are the problems that NFT creators are facing 
uh, in getting their message across. So it helped us tremendously to develop some of the functionality that we have. Uh, so for example, you have a project, an NFT project, you, you, you build up the hype until the mint, then you have this final reveal, everybody's very, very hyped, floor price go through the roof, there's yeah. always this moment where you think as, an, as a curator, what's next? Um, then, you know, you, you have these little collectible uh, uh, projects, you maybe do a collaboration with another uh, project. Yeah. Um, but really this, what, what, what we're trying to do here with the DAP is we say, okay, you can continuously create these little uh, like stories for mm -hmm. your uh, current holders. They can promote and they can keep to promote your project. So you stay alive, right? Yep. Um, they can uh, try to ramp up the floor price for themselves. And as what most NFT projects have is they have a royalty payment system built in. So you do something good for your own revenue as well. So I think we're trying to solve real issues that, that are out there. And, yeah. um, and I think that that's quite nice. Yeah. 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 I, we th I mean, I, we, we, we think that's very cool. I mean, uh, originally the, the beam up the company uh, started out with uh, you know a slogan about immersive storytelling which over time obviously morphed uh, transformed grew into our current quest for your open metaverse but your open yeah. metaverse as well you know we're, we're trying to build a platform and the whole idea behind it is to allow people to build those stories in a way that they can interact with other stories so that we do not just have a, a single narrative, but ultimately that we can create a, a combined narrative. Look at, think of it like a Persian tapestry where every single thread of a different color ultimately comes together to make an even, you know, more beautiful tapestry and, and the tapestry of the story of life um, ultimately will be woven, woven that way. So we totally understand yeah. what you're saying. It's having beautiful stories and, and narratives is, is very important because every, like you said, any every NFT, every every piece of art that you make and that you release, ultimately, you know, represents a story. There's always more to it. Very nice, love it. Um, I want to quickly dive with you uh, in, into a few uh, news items that we have every week. We yeah. always want to cover the news for everybody, and uh, the format that we uh, we've lately been adopting. Also, for those of you watching or listening to the show on Spotify or Apple iTunes of course, is one that where we have a guest like yourself, Chris, and then we, we dive into the news and we uh, we kind of discuss what's going on in the market. So uh, the first uh, one here, for those watching the live stream, I'm going to switch over to my other screen here. Bam. Crypto job market holding up despite... Is this the right one? Am I looking at the wrong one? No. I made a boo-boo. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we're we're going to come to that one later. <laughs> it's so hard pressing all these buttons. Uh, NFT sales crash 92%, but this is, is this the full story? This was covered on um, Creative uh, creative Block, uh, but of course, we've probably heard it on many different news outlets. Um, yeah, NFT sales have crashed 92%. You're in the NFT business, uh, Chris. What do you think? Yeah. Well, uh, two things. One is what where like a year ago if you would launch a project with a couple of jpegs uh you hyped it up you create some fomo you could probably sell out and uh, and, and make 10 million uh, million dollar in the process um i think since the beginning of this year you can see that the, the type of project have dramatically changed um there's much more emphasis on what's the real utility 
what's mm -hmm. the road what does the roadmap look like so i think to a certain extent a lot of these projects they have to become a lot more serious and i think quite rightly so right yeah. uh, we're not in the business of uh, of selling hot air so um as a consequence i think the the, the threshold to set up a successful project has exponentially uh, increased so there are just not, it's not very simple anymore to come up with something. And I think what you now see is we're in this uh, stage where you see the entry of companies that have a real story to tell and mm -hmm. are using NFTs while they are developing the story, for example. Like DC just did a, uh, is venturing into it, but they're quite clear. Um, their uh, venture into the NFT world is a multi-year process yeah. uh, and they, they share quite clearly what, what people can expect in the coming years. So it doesn't become a speculative like investment, it becomes mm. a calculated thing that you do because you believe in the project, you believe in the brand or in the opportunities. Yeah. So I think um, the, the, there, there are just less of these projects around, I think that's one. I think the second is that I personally quite like this, um, where before, if you want to get your ideas out or your company known, you had to pay big marketing dollars and, and, and be part of this FOMO, this hyped up atmosphere where if you don't have 400K followers in your Discord, you're, you're mm -hmm. a bit of a loser. Yep. Um, and then, you know, at one stage, there's always this correction of 150K bots were kicked out right it's this very unhealthy way of uh, of of creating a community which is not really a community yeah. it's just a bunch of people living on fomo so i think what you see now is um you don't have to shout if you have something nice people will listen um because there is not that much good news so obviously by by heart i'm a i'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur and i'm always positive <laughs> about everything in life right so yeah, horrible isn't it to be an optimist <laughs> exactly so but but not to say that of course you know it depends a bit on our mood and how tired we are at the end of the day that when i look at these numbers but i think realistically speaking it is a big opportunity for the the, the projects that have yeah. something real um and um, I think we all have to go through it. I think it's also a matter of, um, it's getting a little bit more mature. I think yeah. the, uh, the, I think the honeymoon period is a bit over. Yeah. yeah. I think that what a lot of people forget, and this is a kind of, it kind of reminds me of a conversation I have with my mom all the time. So my mom, she's uh, 78 and she'll go like, oh, there's so much more crime now. And I'll be like, no mom, it's not that there's more crime. There's probably less crime. If you, you look at, you know, the size of the population and the, and the actual amount of crime, percentage of crime. The thing is, back when you were young, nobody was sending their video, uh, their smartphone made video of the crime and, and sending it onto social media and making a big fuss out of it. Things just didn't yeah. go as far. There was not as much reach, <laughs> right? Something might happen yeah. in your hometown, you might hear about it, but something might happen, you know, one or two towns down the road and you'd never hear about it. But now we hear yeah. about everything. So this whole NFT yeah. sales thing, of course, you know, it, it's it's suddenly global news. Everybody's talking about it. You know, oh, the market did 90% collapse. Um, but, but the reality is that, you know, it's super, it's still early days and it's a very normal kind of cycle to to yeah. happen to any kind of, you know, popular uh, uh, development or hype 
So, you know, there's nothing really wrong with this. And like like Bert Slachter said in the Satoshi Radio and the Cryptocast, I think he also said it, and I repeated this several times, quoting him, he said, it's a little bit like a bushfire. You know, you need a bushfire once every while to get away of all the dead wood, all yep. the, you know, the crap, uh, and turn it back into um, a nutrition's for, a nutrition for uh, all the good projects, all the good trees, the wonderful stuff out there. And I think the same goes here. Yeah, yeah, I um, fully agree. I think yeah, there, there's plenty of people that sit on the sideline that have an opinion about everything, um, th and then suddenly you are sitting down with the people that are all really doing it, uh, trying to make the difference and not having an opinion about it. Um, I think it's quite refreshing. I think it depends a bit on what stage we're at, who's 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 be basically being looked at. Um, I think now we're at the stage where you know the people who are building something substantial. I think they will yeah. be listened to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a question though. You mentioned yeah. a, a few times uh, utility, uh, building trust. Uh, now is is it more important for projects? They cannot yeah. just release, you know, uh, anything and uh, instantly become um, <laughs> millionaires anymore. Yeah. But um, you know, I would like to I would like to go a step further. What do you think is beyond utility? Is there anything after after utility, or is it just a matter of being more creative with this utility? Or do you have any thoughts on you know what's going to be what's on the horizon for us? You know, end of this year, perhaps twenty twenty three. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, you mean in terms of specifically NFTs, or in in uh, in the decentralized world in general? Uh, either way, whatever you want to answer. <laughs> yeah, so I think for, for for us or for me, it's very clear, right? When you look at the real value of an NFT, it consists of four elements. First being scarcity. I think everybody got that part. But still, you know, if my eight-year-old son, bless him, you know, he's a very good drawer. But if he draws something, it doesn't, and he only draws one one of it, it doesn't make it worth a lot, right? So mm. I think it's it, it's a bit thin. Second being utility. Um, I, I always use this analogy, which has got nothing to do with NFTs, but take, you have a Ferrari. There's only one made of the world, scarcity, tick. Utility, you can drive from A to B. That's another tick. The mm. provenance, well, it's Ferrari, right? That's number yeah. three. <laughs> number four is the human emotions it evokes. That's, that's, that's the fourth element that we yeah. want to add to it. Um, a lot of people would say, yeah, that's quite obvious, right? It does that. Well. Our CMO Bay, she doesn't have a driver's license, so for her that last part, it's not ticked. Mm. There is no point. She can see all the other three, but she will never buy it. And I think that if you look at it like from that point of view, then yeah. as an NFT developer or creator, you know you have to take a lot of boxes in order to to sell it to somebody. Yeah. Um, so how can you evoke these human emotions? Well, sometimes it's a very subjective thing. Sometimes it is based on FOMO. You know. Yeah. You buy one uh, you, and, and, you, and you sell it for 10 times the price. Yep. Uh, for a lot of people, that's the human emotion that they're interested in. What yeah. we are arguing is if you want an influx of new people, and I think now seems to, to be the right time for it, then you have to attract people that are not driven by that. Mm. Um, and I think that that's where the storytelling part will, will come in and where yeah. I guess we, we go back to the real world a little bit. And yes. um, so take a look at what big brands in the real world are very, uh, very good at doing. Um, and borrow a little bit of that. I think that that's the, the that's the development that we will see. And I think maybe a good example is that for the NFT, maybe we get to it later on as well. Is that 
you see the influx of uh, of uh, Twitter and Insta and then yeah. those social say web three or web two uh, social uh, platforms mm. uh, taking interest into NFTs, and I think it is an, an example of the moment where we're in. They're taking an interest. They're taking it step by step. They take baby steps because of course they have a finished product that they don't want to screw up. Uh, yeah. So that it has to be an add-on. Um, and But the fact that they take an interest in it, for me, that's a sign, okay, we're now moving into a new stage. Uh, it's going to be more mature. Um, and, um, and we personally love what they're doing because it completely fits within our philosophy on how the connection <laughs> will be built. Yeah. Um, but um, I, so I think, yeah, again, I think what, what we see around the utility is that mm. um, you have to be very specific in the value that you add to a person. So that's why we decided um, we're going to be very specific. You own an NFT, say you want to sell it, how mm. on earth am I going to promote it and make it stand out from the crowd? And that's what we help you with. Um, and of course, there's multiple applications for our platform later on. But I think this is an immediate need that is out there in the market. Uh, and not by finding other buyers in the existing uh, network, but in a new network. Yep. And that's kind of like what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's very, very clear. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with most of that. Um, you did mention something, uh, a few interesting things there. You said, you know, uh, t 10 companies, uh, you mentioned a few of them are also moving into the space. They're very interested to see what's going on. And uh, now, of course, this is not new news because this already happened a few weeks ago. But of course, there was this conversation for a while there because Meta uh, said, yeah. you know, we're going to we're going to have NFTs. And uh, and then they, you know, very casually <laughs> announced that they were going to have 47.5% fees on these NFTs. Uh, and everybody yeah. was like, are you guys out of your uh, punch, punch, punch your brain in mind? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and they were like, no, that's very, uh, it's very market conform. So uh, what do you think about that? I mean... Yeah, so I think um, uh, within the, I guess, the Twitter communities that we are in, right? I think everyone was saying, that's amazing news. Well done. That, that kind of <laughs> yeah. like eliminates you from this world, right? Yeah. Um, if you look at OpenSea, two and a half percent, you know, yeah, what's the difference really? So, um, I think, but I think, I what think I, it's so, I, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, exactly. But I think that um, if your starting point is the business that you have now, where you maybe rip off like 60%, yeah, and you now go but, for 40, that feels like an amazing step, right? Exactly. Yeah. This is, but this is the point I'm trying to make every day. Like every day, let, let's, yesterday I did a keynote with Nextworks, and um, and, the, and the funny thing was right after me was a country manager from, from Meta. <laughs> and of course, I, I, I literally, you know, torched Meta to the ground probably. <laughs> But I, I think next time, Aragon, I think you, you start the conversation by saying a little bit less meta, a little bit more verse, right? Yeah, and then, then yeah, you yes. start. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I got to remember that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, but they asked me, of course, or they asked me, you know, they ask, they ask us both probably, you know, how are you guys going to do this? How are you going to take on the big, big tech? And uh, I think that's, that's the answer right there because they are enable, enable, unable, unable. They're, they're simply, yeah. they, they can't make the jump 
They can't do it because in their minds it doesn't work because the, from where they are now to where they have to go, it's like that scene from The Matrix, right? The, yeah. the, you know, and they're not Neo, so they're just not going to get across. Yeah. Um, no, it's very true, very true. I think that, you know, when... Uh, so we, we were doing for our... We, we're, we're, we're just uh, about to start our new fundraising, so we had to do this uh, investor deck with the competitor analysis and stuff like that, right? Um, so our competitor analysis is you have the digital wallets that we as a company connect to, you have the, yep. the, the sales platforms that we connect to, and then we have Web2 socials. Now you also have Web3 socials. Um, so what's the biggest difference between those two? They, they still are facing the same problem, and that is how can I get traffic, right? Yep. Um, but it's the remuneration model and it's the rewarding model. Um, so for our uh, app, we have introduced this concept called uh, Share to Earn. And obviously, it was stolen from Play to Earn and from I. I have a new one since today. Watch oh. to Earn. Watch yeah, to Earn. Watch to Earn. Yeah. Netflix like has it. this um, love robots. Yeah, it's a love yes. robot. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, series. Series. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely adore it. Uh, for the next season two, um, they're going to. Uh, they've worked together with a company called Feature that developed some of the NFT products for yeah. uh, for Hux. Um they have now developed for each of the episodes um, uh, NFTs that you really? can buy. So we actually today in the office, we, we, we bought a few of them. Um, and uh, what you see there is, so Netflix is now uh, getting into the business of linking to NFTs, Spotify yeah. last week. Um, so I think, you know, you, you see all these connections uh, uh, coming. So what we decided uh, already a few uh, <laughs> a long time ago is to introduce share to earn. And basically what it means is that, so in the adapt, right, you, you, mm -hmm. you have to use a 3D stage, you feature your NFT in it, you share it to your socials. We measure, for example, on Twitter, what the impact is on your Twitter. Yeah. And then for the stage that you've used, we give them that a certain rating. So there's okay. great um, um, uh, 3D stages and there yeah. are amazing 3D stages. So there's, yeah. you know, depending on that, you have a different multiplier. Then yep. the outcome of the impact on your socials multiplied by the rating of your of your stage yep. is a score. That score determines how much money you earn. You just you just That's basically cool. earn S five our token. You get immediately rewarded for it because basically you're doing all the work. Why why shouldn't you be rewarded, right? Yeah. Those S fives you can then use to buy better 3D stages that okay. create a, a bigger earning model. So that's that's kind of like your flywheel there. Okay. So Amazon so has a flywheel as well. So there's going to be a big game uh, guild going to come down on you and uh, start buying oh, this, uh, straight oh, fire NFTs shit, right? yeah, <laughs> and renting them out to their members. <laughs> exactly. But I think that, well, that would be nice. Right? No, but I think the reality is that Amazon has, has, has also has a flywheel. Yeah. The difference is it's the flywheel that works for them, not for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think that that is, I think, the biggest, um, I think, uh, difference in, in, in how you see the, the, the decentralized world with the centralized world. Uh, or well, Web two with Web three, yep. and that explains why Meta's business model is what it is, and why uh, OpenSea has a different one. And um, and I find it quite intriguing um, that yeah, what they've and I think also with a lot of these companies, right? They just like lift these balloons. They mm -hmm. they just let them go and see what what sticks and happens. Um, and yep. um, yeah, some are better at it than others. I, I, but I I quite enjoy the fact that. Um, we now have examples, right? I think before 
Um, we had we, we were talking to uh, to people about what we wanted to do. They were like, "Why? What? Uh, how?" Yeah. And no, yeah. and now we just well, it's a bit, little bit like what they're doing, but we're just doing <laughs> it a little bit better, we're just as, as we think. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this kind of a fun, uh, this kind of shimmies, although you know maybe not too obviously, but there's a question in chat here. Uh, right. Roaming Marco uh, has a question. Um, the arts, including marketing, storytelling, etc., are the first ones to take a hit when recession hits. Do you think this will continue to always be the case, or does Web three bring tides of change? Interesting yeah. question. Well, I think the reason why it hits first in the Web two world is because um, there's always a party in between. So. You know, when times are good and times are bad, I think uh, you, you never really are in control of the whole thing. There's always like, for example, in art, you have this gallery owner that's in between. It's very intransparent. You have really no idea whether the market is great or not so great. Um, I think there's always like this. Um, so I, I used to work, as I said, in luxury goods. Yeah. Uh, so you always have to deal with retail. We always had the frustration that the retailer was never sharing the, the real data of the customers that they had because they wanted to keep it for themselves. But the problem was, um, they could not anticipate the how the market was behaving, so could, you, you could not uh, anticipate it. I think now what you see in the Web3 world is, as an artist, you can immediately see what works and what doesn't. You can actually act. Um, and um, so I don't think it will be the same in, in this, uh, this world. Um, but of course, what you still have to deal with is, if you're an artist uh, or a creator, it, there's more to it than just creating something. Yeah. Um, you know, you really are a businessman as well, an yeah. entrepreneur. You're a marketeer. You're everything at one at once. So, where OpenSea has taken up that role of, oh, you want to open up a shop? It's a bit like Shopify, right? Don't worry. <laughs> you just open an account here, and you can sell. It's very um, much like that. Yeah. Exactly. And then what we're trying to do here is say, oh, um, after Shopify was started, yet the whole ecosystem of companies was set up to to help you then find your customer mm, and, and yep. sell, right? Yep. And I think that's that's basically what, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to help those, those artists and say, listen, we understand that you might not be that technical guy that can actually develop a video out of what you have, or you might not be the storyteller in terms of marketing or social media. So don't worry about that part. You just, you know, provide your NFT, we'll do the rest for you. So yep. I think that's, that, that, that's maybe a good analogy for it. So I think that... Um, besides all that, I see that there is a completely different attitude in the world that you, me, uh, are working in. Yeah, you know, I, know. I think that the way on how you work together, because you all, re you know, we realize that this is a niche market still, um, where it's a bit of anarchy, it's very volatile. So what do you have really is you and me as a personal relationship. Yep. It's like uh, um, we, we try to change the world for a better place type of thing. Um, so uh, yeah. I think it, sucks, it sticks together better, I think. I, th I, th yeah. I think that, I think that, and I think there's, uh, uh, to add to, to Chris's uh, Chris answer to your question, uh, Marco, I think there's two other um, uh, parts of this, uh, this narrative. There's the, the, the longer term. And when I say the longer term, I mean, you know, 10, 10 years ahead, 15 years ahead uh, as a result of Web3. I see we're, we're really, I really believe, let me put it that way. I really believe we're moving into an age of abundance, right? I really believe in the Jeff Booth uh, a kind of view, like technology is deflationary power and with Web3 and the metaverse, we're moving into an age where there will be uh, 
abundance for everybody. But we're not there yet. We have another decade or so to go before we get there. Next decade, my personal belief, uh, personal belief is that we're gonna ha- gonna be in for a rough ride. You know, not everybody wants to hear that. Not everybody's looking forward to that. But I think it's gonna get worse before it's gonna get better. But what we're building today with Web three and then this and and the metaverse is definitely the first steps on that journey to get there. And once we get to that point of abundance, that means that our most basic needs are fulfilled for humanity, for people. And that means that then for the first time in history, the arts will be something that will be the most essential to us because anything, you know, the things that now, why do we, you know, start going away from investing in arts when, you know, we have a recession is because we have to, we, we focus on what we think are our basic needs. And although I would argue that arts are a basic need, that's not what everybody believes yet. Yeah, but yeah, we we're gonna point. get there. And so, and the other side of it, of course, is that as we're moving into the metaverse, which is in the pretty short term, um, I think that with the new business models that will grow, for example, uh, you know, share to earn, uh, we'll also see that there will be a change in the short term. There will already be a change because with these new business models, with these new earning models uh, that are enabled through blockchain technology, through NFTs. Um, there will be a much stronger case to make for keeping your investment in the arts um, because there will be more ways of making that work for everybody. Yeah, cool. yeah that's a very good point, uh, Aragorn. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, cool. Let's see what else do we have here. Um, yes. So there, there's another um, news item uh, I'd like to share. Uh, sorry, by the way, Sandeep. I don't know if he's still here because it kind of he was making noise in the kitchen, and I was like, "Don't do that." Um, <laughs> let's see. Here we go. Presentation. Do we have the right one? Yes, this is the one that I was showing before, and then I had to switch away from it. Crypto job market holds up despite tech industry cutbacks. Um, yeah, so basically what's going on is that what we're seeing uh, because of the uh, you know financial downfall that is hitting the world uh, everywhere, both in crypto and, and of course also very much outside of it, the, the big tech is uh, they're laying off jobs. Uh, Netflix already, of course, uh, a big, big loser recently with 75% drop in their stock uh, value. They have uh, terminated 150, ro- uh, 150 employees already. Um, and yet, uh, in the crypto uh, scene, uh, that's not happening. What are your thoughts on uh, what are your thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah, so I think the first thing, or the first two things that come to mind is, well, on the one hand, this is of course a not very efficient uh, part of the industry yet. Um, there's a there's a lot of people trying stuff, but not in a very effective way because mm-hmm. you know we, we, we're we're trying to create new things. So we really have, at least I, I speak for myself, but we're, we're just trying uh, trial and error, right? So we do a lot of, uh, we pay for a lot of learning uh, mm-hmm. by doing stuff that never sees the day of light. Of course, a lot of these tech companies, of course, are in a completely different stage, right? They're in the stage of doing it, everything as efficient as possible. So I think the moment the, the inflow of capital is uh, stagnating, you have to do something. So I think that that is that is one reason. I think the second reason also is that there's an extreme shortage in in our industry uh, of, of of people with knowledge, mm-hmm. um, and the type of jobs uh, that are that are being thought of or that suddenly we realize we need is is in abundance, right? So yeah, 
Um, I think I saw this little stat the other day that uh, the top 20 jobs in our industry didn't exist two years ago or something like that. And, and <laughs> yeah, I thought, I'm yeah, fair, fair enough. And, um, and in the in, in Netherlands, every year there's like this Bilderberg conference. And, uh, and my wife was at one a few years ago. And they, they, they normally what they do is they, they make a prediction what the market will look like in 25 years from now. And it was about mm. education. And the conclusion was uh, what we train our kids to be um, about 80% of those jobs are not going to be there by the moment they hit the job market. Yeah. And I think if you realize that, then, you know, that's extremely difficult to, to plan your education for. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I, well, I, I noticed that we're, we're taking a bit of a side route here, but I think what that means is that if you do education, it's based on things like being flexible or yeah. being open-minded or being uh, multi-skilled or whatever. Um, and I think then you actually prepare your your your, your next labor uh, or laborers. Um, yep. I think what we see now is yeah, there's a huge need for new type of of people, um, and we're not really sure yet what background they should have, uh, what they will be doing. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of inefficiency there as well, and I think that that's probably why there's still a lot of people being uh, being hired. Uh, that besides the fact, of course, that. We are working in the most interesting industry in the world at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I think actually the funny thing is because apparently if you read the article, they also kind of say that uh, from what they can tell, they see that the people that are actually leaving big tech are actually joining, you know, our scene, our industry, the All right. industry yeah. as it's growing. So, uh, so fast, even even in this time, these times. Oh, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. In fact, I think um, this is funny because you said you guys have that share to learn uh, model, a, a, a less well-known uh, X to earn model that's also uh, slowly rising that I think is ha has massive potential is learn to earn. Yeah. Learn to earn. Yeah. yeah I kind of forgot the name of the website, but there's a really interesting website out there already. And they kind of they look to to partner with brands to set up, you know, online education where if you take that those courses, you actually earn, you know, some of the crypto for yeah. how far you progress through the courses and, yeah. and, and you know the results of the homework you do, which I think is amazing because that allows companies to make a an investment to actually support an industry and uh, really incentivize people to to go ahead and change you know their skill set which is something that's going to yeah. be increasingly important because you know if you look at the the, the kind of keynotes uh, you and me give these days we often tell people look technology is changing the world at an exponential rate and in the next five to ten years we're going to see the same amount of change as we've seen in the last 20 years so what does that mean for, yeah. the, for the job market right um, yeah and i think that this it's, it's nice if these stories come out a little bit more than just like these greedy bastards the, these greedy crypto investors that you know and and the people that actually destroy yeah. value and it's it's this is of course a popular narrative uh in, uh in in normal publications because i think bad news sells better than good news but of course traditional um, media loves think, uh, loves the bad yeah. news that's how it works yeah 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 but uh, but we're gonna change that, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, we're on a mission. Uh, we're on a mission, yeah. indeed, yeah. indeed. Talking about that mission, because we covered the news items uh, now, I'd like to uh, to take you all on a little journey to something uh, something very special. So we're having Chris here on the show. For those of you that uh, have only dropped in just now, 
Uh, Chris is CEO of a company called Straightfire, also located in the Netherlands, and they're doing amazing stuff with NFTs. And uh, Chris, uh, you guys are actually rebranding, right? So I have a little thing here I want to show everybody. I'm going to switch over to it now. You guys used to be known as Straightfire. Uh, uh, NFTs are emotions you can... Own? Oh, was it? Own? Yeah. I already forgot. <laughs> yeah. And now, oh, sorry, but now you guys have a new one, although it's very small here in the bottom. Bring your NFTs alive. Please tell me, uh, how did you guys go yeah, about I this? Think, yeah, it's basically like this, Aragon. Um, I think at the moment, whether it's either the quality of the NFTs or whether it's the nature of the people buying it, most of the NFTs that are out there in the world, despite the fact that they're on OpenSea probably, so you can see them, they're all hidden in your digital wallet. So people yep. don't really know what to do with it. So I think about a year, year and a half ago, so there was a big influx of companies that were developing, okay, so how can you display it on a TV, for example? Yep. Um, uh, then there were these digital room companies that said, okay, now you can watch it on all your NFTs in one place. Um, I think a lot of initiatives were taken into the concept of, okay, how can I show it mm. uh, to the world? So this is kind of like where, where uh, our starting point was. Um, but what we quite quickly came to the conclusion is that the general consensus is it's a JPEG. Um, it's, uh, there, there's nothing really happening there. And if you want to grab people's attention, um, particularly in today's day and age where TikTok, for example, dominates the, the, a lot of the social scenes. Yeah. Um, Video is the way to go. Um, but how do you turn a 2D um, um, uh, picture into something that is moving and that is kick-ass and that is kind of creating a buzz? Yep. So that's the starting point for uh, uh, what we wanted to do. So I guess we, we, uh, we bring your NFT alive. And um, what was quite interesting is it's, it's easily said and done, right? So it's a mobile app. Um, it's real-time rendering from a 2D thing into a 3d moving video yeah uh, i'm not a technical person uh, so bless me but uh, <laughs> i've been told by our developers that this is not a small feat so i'm no. quite proud of, uh, of what we're doing using, there uh, just out of curiosity right are they using yeah. uh, ai in this process or are they using like some gpt3 dolly stuff uh do this no or? so no no so there's no ai involved in it um and and uh, what is quite nice is that we're using a lot of uh open source software uh to actually do it so one That's of the nice. uh, one of the girls here in the office uh was developing a lot of the 3d stages mm. um her background um is in building uh, minecraft worlds for example yep. Yep. um i guess she's doing something similar now but we call it 3d stages and you put your <laughs> nft in it yeah. Um, but I think it all comes to the point of um, people want to uh, want to ex experience it more. Um, so we have to deal a little bit with the fact that we have this whole backlog catalog of uh, of NFTs that are purely just an image. Mm. Um, so we're going to first pimp that up, but we're also developing our own NFT collection, and there it becomes a, a far more interactive um, uh, concept where. If you know upfront that you could have this 3D world that your NFT could feature in, yeah. then you can start an NFT collection with a completely different mindset. So it yeah. can already be a more interactive, dynamic NFT. Yeah. Uh, so funny enough, today uh, it was announced that we have this partnership with um, with Super Do uh, Oracles, um, and 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 we have the same uh, or similar type of setup with uh, with Chainlink, where we're mm. using the VRF module 
uh, that helps us develop uh, dynamic NFTs. Yeah. Um, and I think there will be a, 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 a big opportunity for that as well. But you all have to know things up front. Still breaks um, my heart, Chris, that, uh, that yeah. you guys, uh, that you're not on Solana like us because, you know, could have done such yeah. amazing things well, together. Well, I, I must say that <laughs> our, when, we, when we mint an NFT, it's on uh, Polygon, but everything else, right, we connect to uh, most digital wallets. So it basically, you can see your NFTs from 70 plus different blockchains. So I think we're a little bit agnostic when it yeah, comes we, to that, but, we, we, but we'll I'm with you on the gaming. Yeah, I think uh, Solana is doing an amazing job, right, particularly in the, uh, the gaming space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I know there's opportunity there. Well, we, we're gonna, we're gonna explore that together. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that it's gonna happen. Cool. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, new beta launch. Tell us there's, uh, there's some exciting stuff coming up, right? Yeah. So we're now uh, for the, for the, for the dap we're in, uh, in alpha test. Um, so we're having a lot of fun in the office, uh, with it. Uh, there will be a new demo coming out uh, next week, I think, uh, that will go nicely with our new investor deck for the uh, for the prior, final private round uh, how, how investment. Can, how can people get uh, in on the demo? Um, so what we will do is we will publish it. So we will publish it on our YouTube, uh, on our socials, uh, so people can have a look at it. Um, and, uh, and then basically we're opening up the beta test for a selected group of people, uh, yep. so from within our community. Yep. So please make sure to 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 uh, to join our to, uh, communities on Twitter and Telegram. Yeah. Um, and then we have our beta launch uh, somewhere in um, end of June, early July, um, which uh, with our TGE plan somewhere in three Q of this of this year. I think yep. builds up with a good uh, good setup um, because um, we're we're integrating uh, uh, Sfire our token as well in the whole share to earn system. So I think we need to have that in place. Um, and that will be the better version. So what we what will be quite cool is um, um, in the follow-up uh, releases, um, there will be some exciting new functionality in it that is much more around how can you redirect traffic as a creator to your own socials, to your own yep. marketplace. Yeah. Uh, how can we add more social channels to it? Um, I think that will that will be very exciting. Uh, but for now, uh, we're we're yeah trying to make the the beta work, which uh, is looking very promising. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm definitely gonna uh, keep a I'm gonna keep tabs on you guys. Uh, for those of you that are uh, actually watching the live stream, um, I have just posted the uh, the link to Straightfire Telegram in our YouTube chat and in our Telegram chat. So uh, be sure to go and check that out um, because uh, we have a great relationship with. Uh, with Chris and his team and they're doing some amazing stuff and we wouldn't want to keep that from you. Um, cool. Well, beta test. Uh, let's see. Is there anything that we haven't, uh, haven't talked about yet that we should really talk about Chris? Is there anything we forgot? No, not really. I think, uh, I, I think that, the, you know, the, the thing that I, that I sometimes add, uh, yeah, I have mixed feelings about, I think is, is in this industry, how people are dealing and talking about building a community, right? Um, and I think that, uh, there's a certain, uh, expectation level around sizes of communities. Mm. Um, so if you don't have a, uh, you guys have been growing pretty rapidly. I mean, you're telling no, me we are, we are, but I think that, you know, 
uh, that was always our the biggest uh, negative feedback we got from mm. uh, investors or from from people is like <laughs> yeah yeah I yeah know. it was yeah you we have to grow thing. you have we to still grow get, yeah yeah we still get the same thing but I'll be honest and man. and you know uh, as as okay I, I understand that you need to have certain benchmarks in order to uh, validate the project um, but I think to to have your first uh, benchmark based on Twitter following I think it's a bit stupid yeah. Um, but um, I think that that's that's probably one of the things that I, I that I feel strongly about, but I can't change. So it doesn't keep me up at night. But I think I'm I'm a bit frustrated with it sometimes. Is that um, it's the expectation that we have taught ourselves. Um, and mm. I think I, I saw this uh, interview the other day, where um, there was this uh, I think this influencer he was doing a review of a project, um, yeah. and, and I think it was Hey Project or something like that, one yeah, of those yeah. projects. And he said. That the that the the founder had admitted that they were inflating uh, some of the, um, um, the 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 numbers in the beginning, yeah. and then the, the the influence said, "But listen, we have created this expectation of these projects. So if you want to play the game, this is what you have to do." Um, but of course, it brings out some of the the uh, the parts that I think are are yeah. I I, I have my uh, my doubts about because. Of course, it there creates, is no sustainability. It's, it's a facade. It becomes a facade. Yeah. It's like it's going to yeah. become a facade because, uh, you know, you have to play the game. But what 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 does that mean? What is that value? If 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 you are every if you f because if that's a, a metric and everybody starts to inflate their communities and we all know it's super easy. Yeah. I mean, you can do one airdrop and you can get ten thousand bots in your channel and it looks like you have a massive community. What's the value of that? None. It's it's zero. No. It's a it's a complete no, another. It's a mirage. It's fake. Uh, yeah. It's like uh, Donald Trump all over again with fake news all over the place. You know, there's there's no value. In yeah, that, and I so. think that you know if you if you're building a project that is built on FOMO and that that you want to sell out on very quickly and then move to the Bahamas, right? I think then that it's works. It's perfect. It's perfect uh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, and that's why I think there are there's plenty of these very cool uh, uh, projects, right? But yes. I think that if you want to build something that is substantial, that is for the the longer term, longer term, I guess in this world means uh, uh, a few years, right? Yeah. Then you you have to uh, you have to do it in a different way, and 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 then you have to build a real community that actually will start to use what exactly. you are developing, right? But otherwise, I, yeah. what's the point? I think that's yeah. uh, for the, everybody listening and watching. I think that's also why we're having such a great relationship between what's going on here and and Straight Fire. Uh, is that we have those same kind of values, core values, I think, that, uh, that are absolutely essential. And just because everybody has been doing it in a certain way doesn't mean that that's what we have to do. I mean, look at Elon no. Musk. I don't agree with no. everything this man says, but he's never done it ever the way everybody else does it. And it seems to be working fine for him. So who says it can't work so. for us? Um, I think so, yeah. I, um, we got we to wrap it up. I have three minutes left, so I'm kind of torn here because I still have one question from Roaming Marco that I didn't actually put to you, even though I promised it. So uh, let's see if we can answer this one in, in under yeah. one minute, okay? So uh, Roaming Marco said, do you see a, a coming gap between early adoption and serious businesses affecting NFT service providers such as yourself? So do you see a coming well, gap between early adoption and serious businesses? What, what I see is that the early uh, big brands that got in, they got in already uh, and only with the, they, they tiptoed in. Because let's face it, with the number of real NFT buyers that are around, I think there's probably like 400, 400K, 
there's no there's no business for them, right? Uh, yep. If you're Nike, you're not going to make the money now. Nope. So after the first tiptoeing and creating a, a hype around the fact like, oh, I'm in the metaverse type of thing, right? Let, let's let's write it in all the newspapers. Um, now we're in a stage where people or the companies that get in, they get in properly. And they do it bit by bit, like what the socials are doing. And I think that that's a very smart thing. Uh, yeah. And that will actually create more trust. Um, so I think that the honeymoon period is over. All the activities or a lot, a lot of the activities that take place now are about creating something that is real. And I think that already shows for me that we're we're moving uh, uh, further in a good direction. So yeah. for us, actually, I think it's, it is a positive thing uh, because we don't rely on the FOMO uh, and, um, and we have a real product here. Yeah. Um, but um, I think there is a challenge, obviously, now in the market because people will ask you the question, oh, what's the utility? Uh, yeah. How am I as a token holder? How am I going to benefit? What are you going to do for the creator? What are you really going to add? And I think that, um, just to, as a final note, right? If you look at a smart contract in an NFT, if you are able to read it, uh, and for sure there will be a company that will develop some kind of template app that enables you to read every smart Pay contract. Pay attention, people, business idea here. <laughs> exactly. Free, free advice. Entrepreneur speaking. Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, then you, everything is uh, everything you can see, um, and that's the part that I absolutely adore about about it. You can yeah. see how much money I make as a company. You can see how much co money you will make as a creative. And you can make a judgment whether you want to work with me or not. Yeah. Um, of course, it still takes some uh, uh, steps because that also means that besides being a creator, for example, you also need to be a smart contract reader. <laughs> right? um, yeah. But I think well, but everything I mean, I, is there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not too worried about that. If you look at uh, the, you know, we're old people, uh, you and me, Chris. The young generations, they, they don't even read in school anymore. They code. <laughs> so I don't think it's going to be a problem. Uh, that, was, that was a good circle, uh, Aragon, going back to the old man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Chris, um, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Thanks, Aragon. Um, so for everybody listening, um, uh, that was Chris. Chris Iceberg from uh, Straight Fire. If you haven't checked out Straight Fire, uh, go and check out their Telegram. It's in the chat. We'll make sure that all of their socials are linked underneath the YouTube video and in the description on Spotify. Uh, the, uh, in the, Chris, what's what's the, uh, do you guys have Instagram? Something like that? Quick. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. 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 What it's is Straight it? Fire. <laughs> okay. Straight Fire. Straight Fire. Yeah. Straight Fire. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, go and go and check them out there. Um, uh, I'm sure Chris will be back in, uh, I don't know, 12 months uh, talking about uh, the massive success of the 12. That would be great. 12 months, talk about the 12. Sounds good to me. Oh, lovely, um, man. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much. Um, it, that was the end of the State of the Metaverse on the 20th of May, 2022. This was uh, actually episode six. Um, next week... I am uh, very sorry to say that it will not be State of the Metaverse because it's the day after Ascension Day. And although I'm not a religious man, that is a public holiday and a lot of people make it a long weekend in the Netherlands. So we've decided to uh, not force all of you to go back inside to listen to this show, but uh, to uh, and allow you <laughs> to enjoy your holiday, at least if you're in Europe and if you do have a holiday. Uh, we will, however, be back the week after that. And for that particular show, I'm not 100% certain yet 
that, but we're either going to have Rick uh, Woldering from MetaMass to talk about the Metaverse Festival in Amsterdam this summer in June, which is going to be amazing. We're going to be there. Uh, or we're going to have Alistair Hume uh, talking about the future for humanity in the Metaverse, uh, which is also going to be super excited. It's going to be either one of those two, and then the week after that is going to be the other one. So uh, I'm not 100% certain. For this week, of course, don't forget, we still have a Metaverse Exploring Group on uh, May 25th on Wednesday. Uh, this week is going to be about how to stand out uh, to get hired in blockchain companies. Uh, if, if this is correct, is this template correct? I hope this is correct. So uh, if you love virtual reality, uh, make sure not to miss out on that one. Of course, if you like this episode, give us a like, give us a subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple iTunes, please give us a review there. Uh, I would love to uh, at some day get to a thousand five-star reviews if we can ever make it that far. If you have any feedback, if you have any things you think we should improve or things you didn't like or things you did like or things you just want to say because you need a place to say them, uh, please leave that in the comments. We look forward to that as well. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time.